and welcome to episode number 27 of Glass City Game Time, one of America's great sports podcasts brought to you by The Blade. My name is Corey Christen, and thank you again for listening in to us. We appreciate you checking us out. This week, we're talking NFL Draft, and we are doing so with a local product who is now playing in the NFL. He just wrapped up his rookie season with the Miami Dolphins. It is offensive lineman Michael Dieter, and Michael was drafted in the third round, 78th overall last year by Miami out of Wisconsin, from Genoa to Wisconsin to Miami. And Michael joined me this week to talk about his path from last year to the NFL draft. All the way up from the NFL scouting combine, we talked about his experience there. We talked about his experience meeting with teams and getting ready for draft day up until that moment when he got the call and then he was finding out he was going down to South Beach. Michael joined me to talk more than just about the NFL draft. We also talked about last season where he started 15 of 16 games and he played in all 16 games for Miami last season. And the Dolphins are a rebuilding team. This year, they have three picks in the first round of the draft, including pick number five. And a lot of people seem to believe that Miami could target a quarterback with one of those picks, including with pick number five. I don't know if Joe Burrow would necessarily fall that far, but looking at Alabama's Tua Tagovailoa or at Oregon's Justin Herbert. So who knows who Michael could be blocking for next season. He did get to block for Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback who has been around to a lot of different teams over a decade in the NFL. And Michael got to talk about the experience of blocking for Fitzpatrick as well. So enjoy this 15 minutes or so with Michael, and I will talk to you at the end of the podcast. Mike, we wanted to get you here to talk about not just your rookie season in the NFL, which you end up playing quite a bit. We also wanted to talk about your path to the NFL and from your time here in the Toledo area at Genoa, getting to Wisconsin and then going through the NFL Combine and working out, talking to different teams. What was that experience like for you to go through the Combine and to test through the NFL's, I guess, pre-screening and then leading up to the NFL draft? It was cool. It's definitely a process, and like the Combine can be a grind, um, but it's a good grind. You get to meet a lot of new people, but a lot of important people, obviously. I mean, you get to work out in front of them, but it's definitely a stressful thing, and there's a lot you got to do. There's a lot that goes into prepping for it. But when you're there, it's just kind of like it's, it's definitely a dream come true because you know that it's just another step in that in that direction of getting into the league, and it's something that you got to do and something that you really want to do well at. So it's fun. It's stressful, but it's it's still a ton of fun, and it's definitely super important. Was there a point in that process where you maybe got that feeling that you belonged in the NFL? You felt like you were going to be an NFL player? I guess so. Um, between the Senior Bowl and then going to the Combine, it was kind of just eye-opening to sit back and go, wow, I mean, all these guys are definitely going to be, especially at the Senior Bowl, it was kind of like these guys are all going to probably make a team this fall. 
at that at the senior bowl for sure and then even at the combine it was just kind of that feeling of we're all going to join kind of a special league and some guys won't make it and some guys will and so you go through the combine and you end up getting selected by Miami in the third round there do you remember that day that you got that call from the Dolphins that you were officially going to be an NFL player yeah it was it was a normal day for the most part I actually woke up feeling a little sick, which is hilarious. Like, of course, it's got to start off on a bad foot. And then we had some people over that night, and it was just kind of – the whole day was kind of just – it went slow but fast, but it was super – waiting to get a call, waiting to get a call, and then finally I got it. And then after that, we celebrated pretty good and with close family and friends, and it was just – it was so – such a relief to finally get the call and then such a relief to figure out where you're going to be, where you're going to live and just kind of focus on getting back to playing football again instead of being a track athlete. There's some stories that right after the NFL draft, athletes might say that once the team takes you, everything starts really kicking up at a fast pace. Did you feel that same kind of way? You get about a week or two, and then you're completely tossed into it. And it just seems fast because it's all so new to you. You're learning new stuff. You're learning new people. You're with new – it's the same old stuff. You're you go and work out. You're going and learning the plays, all that stuff. You're, you're getting to play some football. It's, it happens fast, sure, but it just seems so much faster because it's all so new. And it's it's stressful. It's new, but it's a ton of fun but it definitely happens quick. You get about a week to relax, and you're tossed into it. Not to say that your position, you weren't trained well, because you attend Wisconsin, one of the premier offensive line schools in the country, and you got to block for some really good offenses. Of course, Jonathan Taylor, who's in the, the draft this year. So that training that you got at Wisconsin, how did that prepare you for that next step at the NFL? Um, it was huge. It was pretty much everything. Just the way we operate, practice, workouts, uh, meetings for sure, It's it, it was all pretty much formed like you played on an NFL team already. So you kind of figure out how you needed to work, how you needed to be prepared for meetings, all the stuff that you needed to do to be good at Wisconsin translates to being good in the NFL. But you're just doing it with different guys and different coaches and whatnot. But definitely learned how to manage all that at Wisconsin. I mentioned Jonathan Taylor, and you got to block for him for a couple of years. What kind of player do you expect to see him turn into once he does get drafted and he gets into the NFL? JT is going to be he's going to be unreal. Um, whoever he plays for, he's such a good dude, such a good player, hard worker. So a lot of people say he's got too many miles and stuff on him, but I mean he's just going to keep working, just going to keep getting better, and he's going to do it with a good attitude and just really bring like a great piece of leadership to any team that he plays for. So he's going to be a heck of a steal for whoever gets him. Who knows? You might get the chance to block for him again. It's possible. Very possible. While you were at Wisconsin playing in the Big Ten, you got to block for that offense. But on the other side of the football, it was some premier pass rushers that we're seeing in this draft looking at Chase Young at Ohio State. Your experience playing against those guys, what do you remember about maybe preparing for them or for actually facing them in-game? I mean, one, they're just their they're physical traits. I mean, their ability to play athletic, to play strong, 
but they also played smart, and then they're going to have to play smart at the next level, which they know what it takes. Um, but their ability to play smart, play within their scheme, but play athletic and play physical and play strong, I mean, it was it was definitely something else. And when I played tackle against Chase Young in the 2017 Big Ten Championship, he was still considered super young. I think that would have been his true freshman year. He was already, I guess, ahead of what you would expect out of a freshman, especially in a Big Ten game. He was putting some good moves on me. He's playing really well. So... I think he's going to be a guy that doesn't have any trouble playing good in the NFL as well. He's projected to go, you know, one of the top few picks in the draft. And Miami has pick number five. And we'll talk about that shortly here. But going back even further here, real quick, Michael, your time obviously growing up in the Toledo area, playing at Genoa, you played for a football program that ran the football a lot. You had a lot of experience playing not just at high school, but also playing here at, in Toledo where there's, you know, as well as I do, no shortage of competition. How did you feel that playing football where you did growing up helped you prepare for not just the college level, but even the level you're at now? It was huge. It was just, it was the building blocks. It was my first experience even playing the sport of how to, you know, train, how to work on the field, how to work off the field, especially at Genoa. I mean, we had a really good program, good coaches. So they expected you to work a certain way. They expected you to carry yourself a certain way. And it was kind of just, it was a good foundation for what I needed to go to Wisconsin. And then Wisconsin took what I can from there and trying to apply everything that I've learned along the way in the NFL. But playing here, like you said, good competition, even though we're D4, like, Small school, but definitely played a lot of good players throughout the years and just got to play with a lot of good guys, a lot of good teams. So learning all the ways to lead, I mean, it all starts right in high school. You worked that path to Miami, and this is a team where going into last year, a lot of people were really down on as kind of a rebuilding team, and you being a third-round selection was thought of one of the building blocks to that offensive line. Miami ends up winning five games last season in a season where Coach Brian Flores might have been looked at as, well, are they going to transition with him? Is he going to be a transitional coach? But it's evident now that this is an organization that really wants to run with his philosophy. What has Coach Flores done for your game, and what impact has he had on you so far? I mean, his number one thing is just work. The only His whole mindset is the only way we're going to get better is through work with reps with work and whether that's a ton of stuff walkthrough a ton of stuff in practice a ton of stuff in meetings the only way we're going to be as good as we can be is one if we become a family and two if we just work together and i think that's one of the biggest things he really is, is harping home about the way we got to work together but the way we also kind of have to build while we're working that camaraderie that that friendship that ability to to really be a team not just a bunch of individuals playing good football, but a team playing good football. I think that's what makes him special. And he's, he's definitely a really good coach, and he could be a hard coach, but he's definitely a good coach, and he's fun to be around because you can just see how bad he wants to win and wants to do it with a bunch of guys that want to win with him and want to be just a good group of guys. Yeah, you guys won five of your last nine games to end the season, so something obviously clicked there in that second half. What do you think that was? Um, 
I don't know. I just think it was that motto. I mean, everyone staying the course and doing what we needed to to be the best team we could be. And it was all coming together. We had kind of the same guys around each other long enough, figuring each other out and playing good football. And it just be, kind of becomes second nature after a while. And obviously there's going to be adversity. There's other good teams. You're playing NFL teams, so it's not always going to be perfect. But how you can battle through all that and keep playing the best to your ability. And if everyone does that around you, you can, you can win football games. But it's not going to be won right away and it's not going to be lost right away. It just kind of has to stay even keel and play together. Week 12 last season, you got to come back home for a game, and how fitting was it that it was right around Thanksgiving when you got to play up here in Cleveland? What was that like to get back into Ohio and play for the first time as a pro? It was cool just to be able to play in that atmosphere. You know, it's an awesome atmosphere, and especially knowing the amount of people that I knew in the stands, it was awesome, and it was just, it was still football, just at the biggest stage, and at the same time, it felt huge, but at the same time, it felt like it was just a game of football with a really big crowd. Being able to do it in the dog pound was it was a lot of fun. So growing up, was it Browns or Lions for you? I was actually more of a Lions fan. Yeah, we're not going to object to that. That's totally fair game, growing up where you did. Last week of the season last year, you guys rolled into Foxborough against New England in what would turn out to be Tom Brady's last regular season home game as a Patriot, and you guys go in and win that game by a field goal. What do you remember about that day going into your final game of the regular season? Um, I just remember the the way we battled. I mean, it definitely wasn't perfect, but we just had a bunch of guys who were ready to make plays, who were putting it all out there and just cutting it loose and having fun. We were all just really enjoying the moment. I mean, it was just another Sunday, really, but it was just pretty much we knew it was our last one and we needed to make plays and kind of play the best we could that year because it was our – our last opportunity to do it as a team, and I think we just kind of understood what it took. And like I said, it was not pretty. We could have easily folded and not played to the best of our ability, but we just kept grinding away, having fun, and it all worked out. Last season, you got to block for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has been journeyman is the word that gets thrown around. He's a veteran guy who has been around to a lot of teams and has seen a lot of different offenses and really has been groomed to be a fine quarterback in the NFL, your experience blocking for him, did he maybe teach you something different about the game or did you get to see things through his lens? What was that experience like playing for a veteran like Fitzpatrick? It was awesome. He's an awesome dude. This is so much fun to be around. I mean, his energy is it's contagious and, and he brings it every day, which is not that easy to do, especially in camp and all that. But his confidence on the field and just the way he's calm and collected and just you see him having just a blast out there. And I think that's the coolest thing about Fitz is he's just out there having as much fun as he could possibly have. And it's definitely contagious and you just want to play better for that guy. And you see him having a blast and you're like, how could I not just have the best time blocking for a guy like that? And then he makes huge plays at the same time. So you know how crucial he is and you just want to play your best football for him. This year, Miami has three first-round picks in the draft, including at number five. And a lot of the talking heads and the experts seem to suggest that with one of those picks, they could pick a new quarterback. What's your thought behind maybe the organization doing something like that? And 
what are you open to really with with this draft thing? Because it's a whole new concept that you were there last year as that new piece, but now you're actually bringing in more new pieces. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me what they do. I mean, if they draft a quarterback, that's cool. I want to block for him just as well as I do Fitz, but if they don't, whatever we do, they come in, they're a part of our team, and my biggest thing is helping them be as successful as possible no matter what side of the ball they play on or what position they are. I'll be excited to get anyone. Okay, Michael, let's get to the hard question here. For the first time last year, you got to be in a video game. I'm talking, of course, about Madden. Did you get to see your overall? Did you get to play as yourself? What was that like for you that you were finally in that game that you probably grew up playing as a kid? Yeah, it it was sweet. I mean, I had a bunch of people send me snaps and stuff. But being a rookie and, you know, first league in the year, my, my grades weren't very good. Obviously, my stats kind of sucked. My overall was pretty bad, but that's whatever. Um, but it was definitely cool to see, and, like, a bunch of people Snapchat me. But I never got to play as myself just because you can usually can't play with the left guard. If I told you that you were the second highest rated lineman on your team, what would you say about that? Was there, like, a little competition on the team with the ratings? Definitely not. I, I bet most of the guys don't even know what their ratings are. <laughs> hey, you never know. We kind of should do a competition, though. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, you finished as a 65, and Dan Kilgore finished as a 68. So there's a little uh, incentive, I guess, for this coming season. But that was that was in the last game, so you might be even better this year. You never know. So Yeah. Hey, Michael, thanks for taking some time with us. We know it's got to be a busy off season. How are you kind of dealing with everything? Is everybody safe around your family and around your circle? Yeah, so far we've been good. Everyone's just kind of locked in their house. I've been playing a lot of Xbox and working out. That's about it. There you go. Well, good luck preparing for this coming season. We hope that you guys can start on time, and good luck with everything. Thanks for taking time with us. All right, thank you. Have a good one. There you go. My thanks again to Michael for taking time out of his schedule to join me. And I also want to thank Matt and Brett at the Miami Dolphins for helping me get this set up with Michael. And from Genoa up to Wisconsin, down to Miami, Michael has had success pretty much wherever he's gone. Certainly at Genoa, he ends up at Wisconsin where he was a first team all Big Ten selection in 2018. He holds the school record for most games started at 54, and this is coming from a school where, again, they are known for their offensive line pipeline that sends players to the NFL, and some guy named Joe Thomas went there. I think most of us around here know who that name is. He also was 4-0 career in bowl games, so again, a storied career at Wisconsin, and he's just getting started in the NFL, playing in all 16 games last season for Miami, and he started 15 of them for a rebuilding team who could do a lot this year in the NFL draft with three first-round picks. So my thanks again goes to Michael Dieter. Thanks again to Matt and Brett with the Miami Dolphins. And thank you for listening in to this episode number 27 of Glass City Game Time. If you enjoyed the show or you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, you can find us anywhere that podcasts are found. You can find us on Google Play, on Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. And every week we're available 
on ToledoBlade.com and on Blade News Slide. And once again, on behalf of the rest of the Blade Sports staff, we just want to wish extra safety, and we hope you all are staying safe through these times that we're going through with the coronavirus pandemic. Thanks again to Michael Dieter. Thanks to Matt and Brett. And thank you for listening. My name is Corey Crisson. We'll talk to you next week right here on Glass City Game Time.